Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one, not a question from Core or anything that I was asked specifically, but I know something that a lot of people out there deal with and that I've sort of dealt with in my life and, and had some hard lessons learned with all of this. So I wanted to cover it, but we're going to talk about how to deal with problem clients or bosses. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about three different situations that actually happened to me that taught me some of these hard lessons. And they're related to uh, this concept of sometimes, you know, the, the, it's not always the client's fault. And you have to be really good at understanding, you know, when it's worth you fighting something and when it's not and, and knowing when to sort of plant your flag and all that sort of thing. So we'll sort of talk through that and the, the situation where I learned that the hard way. Also, how to know if you've reached the point where it's time to fire a client, how to deal with going about firing clients, how to make it so that you're in a position financially so that you can fire clients, all that sort of thing, and the effect that that has on the way that you sort of interact with them. And then the last thing that I'm going to cover is sort of what I would say is the cure to all of this, how you can fix most of these problems by simply doing one simple thing that is really, really easy for all of us to do. And to be fair, I myself have had trouble with, so I'm not, I'm not going to be ragging on you all that hard or anything, but there's a really, really simple way to deal with all of this. So I'm going to get into all of that inside of this episode. Of course, before I do, as always, I want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com and check out all the coding training that's over there. You can, of course, get the coding training you need, whether it's up learning how to get clients on Upwork, whether it's PHP, whether it's object-oriented programming, building a login script. I even have tutorials over there on how to get traffic to your website or how to go about uh, uh, creating a system for getting get, consistently getting work outside of sites like Upwork and so forth. So all of that over there at store.johnmorrisonline.com. As a reg regular listener of the show, you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. Also, Udemy links, Skillshare links, all that stuff is over there as well. So get the coding training you need, but also help support the podcast and what I'm doing for you here on a daily basis. I'd appreciate that. And again, the link is store.johnmorrisonline.com. All right, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this. So the first sort of principle that I want to talk about when it comes to dealing with problem clients is the reality that it's not always the client's fault. And as I mentioned, I sort of learned this the hard way. So I had a client that I was uh, working with that I've worked with for a really long time. And there was this site that we were working on and we had sort of, this was a little while back. So we were sort of making the big transition to responsive design. And I was sort of, I was, I was kind of leading, I would say the, the, that transition and it became my, my responsibility, I would say to, to really kind of stand up for responsive design and so forth. And so we were making we were making this site and we were specifically going over this this title. So this was a this was a sales page and the headline of a sales page is really really important. And this particular client was really focused on how it looked on the larger screens. And I kept trying to point out to them and so they wanted me to insert line breaks. At, at certain points to make sure that the headline looked a certain way on sort of the larger screens. And I, as I mentioned, I was sort of the, the champion of responsive design at that point. And if 
course, you guys probably all know listening to this, that line breaks, hard line breaks in responsive design is a pretty big no-no because very quickly when you start to get to smaller screens, they look, they start looking really convoluted and so forth. And so I was pointing this out and saying that, you know, you're, you're really concerned about it on this screen, but you're not really thinking about all of the other screens that it's going to be showing up on. And the client was like, well, yeah, but I don't really care. Most of our traffic is going to come from desktop sites and so forth. And I think they were, they, they, they pay attention to their analytics. So I think they were probably right. And that sort of, that, that sort of kind of stuck in my craw a little bit, right? It, it irritated me a little bit. And so we basically reached the point where I was kind of, I planted my flag in the ground and said, we really need to think about the responsive part of this. And basically the client told me, well, look, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, it's my site and you work for me. And I just want you to do it the way I said to do it. Well, if I'm honest, that's something that I have a really hard time with. I imagine a lot of developers probably do when someone is just like, just do it because I said so. And, you know, he wasn't, I want to be clear, he wasn't like an a-hole about it. He said it in a nice way, and but he was sort of kind of putting his foot down and saying, at the end of the day, it's my decision. And he was right. And so I got pissed off, and I immediately jumped off the the call at that point. And I, I didn't say anything. I just clicked out of the, the meeting. It was, I think it was join.me or, or whatever. I just clicked out of the meeting. And he started messaging me, like, was saying, hey, did you get cut off or whatever? And I didn't respond. And this was like a Thursday. And he kept trying to message me on Friday. I didn't respond. Saturday didn't respond. Sunday didn't respond. It wasn't until Monday that I had sort of cooled down. And he was like, hey, need to need to talk to you. And we jumped back on a meeting. And And I sort of knew this over the weekend. But he basically told me, like, I was at the point of, I was close. I'd worked for this person for a really long time. I've been to their house. I, I mean, they're basically family. And he was like, look, I was thinking some really crazy things over the weekend about getting rid of you and this, that, or the other. And, and we sort of talked it out and worked it out. But what I what I came to realize as I went through that whole sort of process is that it was me that was being stubborn. And it was, I got to the point where I almost got myself fired over something that wasn't worth planting my flag in. And so that's one of the big things that you really have to be honest with yourself about. Before we get into this, this topic of how to deal with problem clients or bosses, it's really easy to fall into that trap of, oh, it's all their fault. They're the, you know, they're the unreasonable one, this, that, or the other. But you have to realize that, that sometimes there are things that we as developers get stubborn about or antsy about or whatever that in the grand scheme of things aren't as important as we like to think they are. And you have to really work hard to be honest with yourself. And some things are absolutely worth planting your flag on the ground over. Maybe specifically we talked about like security things and that sort of thing. Absolutely worth planting your flag on the ground over. But some things aren't. And the title of a web page, the, li- the lines breaking a certain way that I didn't necessarily like, that that's not l- worth losing a client that I had had for years that I knew really, really well, that I really, really like, that I basically feel is like family to me, it wasn't worth that. And yet I I almost, I, I risked that relationship. So know what is worth 
planting your flag in the ground over and what isn't. Really think about that uh, and get clear. And the other thing is, don't let your insecurities trap you in in uh, all of this. Because one of the things, I was a little bit insecure about responsive design at that point because I had had the situation, this was a little bit after, but sort of in that same sort of time period when I had worked with Michael Hyatt and I'd had the whole issue of they, I had built a site that wasn't mobile responsive and they were just sort of expecting it. And it was still kind of in that gray area. So I had a little bit of insecurity when it came to all of this. And so part of the reason why I was planting my flag the way I was is because of my own insecurity and you know, people visiting a site that was made by me that wasn't completely 100% mobile responsive like I wanted it to be. And so, again, there are times when that makes sense to do that. But this particular case, it, it really wasn't. And, and of course, the last thing with all this is if you do make a mistake, you know, ultimately, we hashed it out and I apologize. But make sure that you if, be honest and, and admit your mistake and apologize for those sorts of things. But keep in mind, it's really, really easy to fall in the trap of it's always the client's fault and clients are unreasonable and clients this, that, or the other. But the most effective thing that you can do in life is look for your role in things. How, What role did I play to get us to this point? What could I have done different? Oftentimes, what you'll find is you as the developer or the designer have a lot more information, have a lot more knowledge, have a lot more context and, and perspective than your client might and had you done a better job of communicating things up front, of being more honest and, and creating problems you had from the beginning and telling them where you're at and this, that, the other, then you might not have ever got to that point. So you always want to, it's not that you leave them blameless necessarily if they actually do something legitimately bad, but you want to make sure that you always look for the role you played and if there was anything that you could have done different, not because of them, but for your own growth, for you to get better yourself. The second thing sort of uh, when it comes to dealing with problem clients that I want to talk about is you have to be you have to have this baseline of being willing to fire your clients. So the the situation where I really learned this kind of in a intense way was a client I had and they had built a membership site and they had set the membership site up in a way it was can't remember exactly what it was, but they they were basically offering training for some sort of test. I think it was medical, some sort of medical test. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they were providing people with training that would teach them what they needed to know in order to be able to pass these tests. And they wanted to give they wanted to give people when someone joined for for a particular test prep, they didn't want to just give them unlimited forever access to it. They wanted to them to be able to have access to it for uh, a week or two weeks or whatever it was. And then when that time period was up, then they would no longer have access to it. And if they wanted to get access to it again, they would have to basically buy it all over again. You could talk about whether that's a great business model, whatever, but that's what they wanted. And so I was sort of helping them, them set this up and I hadn't built the site from the beginning. So I came in to the site as it was uh, it was already built and they were already accepting students and so forth. And they were having a problem with students. So the way they did it is posts wouldn't show up. Students couldn't see the posts until they were in the time period of when that post was or that content was released. So they could buy a course, but the course would only be available like during this particular time period, if I remember right. 
and they wouldn't see it in any of their available courses or lists or any of that stuff until it was the right time period. Then they would have access to it for that period of time and then it would go away again. And so they're having a problem with students getting in somehow and being able to trigger the the start of that time period was triggered when they landed on a particular page. And so they were somehow getting in through a back door somewhere or, or something was happening that was triggering that time period to start when it shouldn't have been. And the students were swearing up and down that they didn't uh, click through and all this stuff. So it was this problem that they were having. And I came in to sort of fix it and I, I you know, wrote wrote the code and all, all this sort of thing. But the problem, there was this problem where they had sort of this back door into the system. And this was sort of the crux of, of what happened with this situation is I had built the system to sort of manage all of this, but they had this back door and I had pointed out the back door to them and said, and it was with, it wasn't with the software that I had created. It was something else that they had going on and I couldn't really, you know, control that part of it. And so I would, was telling them about this back door and we went back and forth and I made several changes to what I was doing and all, and we just kept sort of going back and forth and they kept saying that my plugin wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. And I had been over the code a bunch of times. I even hired another developer from the outside to come in and look at my code and go through it. And they came to the same conclusion I did that there was nothing in there that would lead to what was happening. Like it was virtually impossible and the whole time that this was going on this back door was still always here and I kept saying telling them I can't really trust anything that that you saying that something's wrong with my plugin as long as this back door exists because as long as this back door exists there's always a way for people to get around what I've built and there's nothing I can do in my plugin to deal with that, you have to close this back door. And I kept bringing it up and they just didn't want to do it. So finally, one day I got this uh, email and it so happened, I don't even remember what the original email was about. I I think I barely read it because there was this big, long thread. You know how the emails these days are all sort of threaded. There was this big, long thread and the the like one or two emails below that there was an email from the person who had hired me, sort of the owner of the company, just went off on this big rant, calling me all sorts of names and saying all sorts of nasty things about me, which I knew they were frustrated, but I was I was also frustrated as well because of the whole sort of situation. But she kind of went off on this long tangent and really said some nasty things and the way that they comported themselves publicly really didn't fit with the things that she had said in that email and it was uh you know it it, it sort of I didn't really like it <laughs> so I that was something where I knew like immediately the things that she had said etc like this was this situation was irreparable like I, I wasn't going to be able to fix this she was very very upset and angry and said some really nasty things so I wrote her an email back and I said, I, I said, I, I, whatever the, you know, I can't remember what the content was of the email was. I said, that doesn't really matter at this point. You know, I, I saw the thread where you said this, this, and this, and it seems like we are all beyond the point of repair. So I'm going to end this, this relationship effective immediately. You have all the code that I've written. You have all the information I've given you, all my opinion. 
you you've paid me up to the point of doing all of that for you so i think we're even and i'm just going to end it at this point i won't be doing any more work for you and you know what i learned through that whole situation and and working all that and that was sort of a long time coming for me but what i learned is that mental stress and mental drain is a real real thing that that one project was really starting to bog me down with my whole everything that I was doing. And it it really affected the rest of the projects that I was working on. So you have to be very, very careful and on the lookout for clients that ultimately, while they may be paying you money, they might even be paying you good money. They're ultimately sort of sucking the soul out of you and, and causing you stress and mental drain that is actually causing you to work slower and be less effective, be less good at what you're doing, which in the long run is going to lead to uh, really bad outcomes for me or for you. And so you need to you need to really be on the lookout for that and be willing to fire those clients because sometimes they're wrong even if they're not wrong. And what I mean by that is they may have been right about my plugin. I don't know, like I never I didn't stick around to to figure it out. I had done everything I could to sort of figure out if it was or not. I didn't think it was, but they may have been right. But she was absolutely wrong, 100% with the email that she sent and what she said. It was beyond the pale, and it was unnecessary and uncalled for. And when that happens, you have to be willing to let go and to move on and be in a position financially to do that. Because at the end of the day, that's not worth the money ever. It's going to cause you so much stress and and mental drain that it's just going to suck you dry of all your motivation. So... Uh, you, you, you gotta be willing to let them go, evaluate them just like they evaluate you. And the big thing, the way that you're able to do this is always be looking from other clients or, or always be applying for other jobs. Because if you constantly have opportunities coming in, it doesn't mean you're going to take every one of them. You might turn them all down, but if you constantly working on having them coming in, when you have something like this happens, happen, you can easily fire that client because you have three in your inbox that are looking to hire you. And you can get to a point where that happens, where you have enough clients coming in constantly and asking you to work on their stuff where you have no problem firing your client. And that's why I was able to client fire her right there on the spot because I had several quote requests in my inbox that I was planning on turning down that now I could actually look at and evaluate and see if there was one I wanted to work with. The final thing then here is how do you sort of fix all of this stuff, right? We've talked about, you know, maybe it's not their fault. We've talked about, you know, how to fire clients, but how do you, how do you work through it when you have a client that you actually want to stick with and you do want to work with? And I'll go back to the the first client I talked about uh, with, with the webpage and the title and the responsive design and so forth. The way we worked that out was we sat down and we had a conversation and we hashed it out and I didn't just tell them what they wanted to hear. That's a big problem, I think, with a lot of developers, a lot of freelancers, is sometimes we get into this mode of, well, clients are paying us, so I'm just going to tell them what they want to hear. I'm just going to get through this so I stay hired, and they'll keep paying me money, and I'll just deal with it and this, that, or the other. Again, that's going to take its toll on you. It's going to make you miserable and make you less good at what you do, and long term, that's going to hurt you. So oftentimes, a lot of this stuff can just, be solved simply by talking it through and you being honest about how you feel about what you're thinking and where you're at. 
be honest with yourself, but also be honest with them and tell them. You also need to be willing to listen to them and figure out what's important to them. The the client that uh, in this situation, the biggest, most important thing to them is the communication part, being able to get a hold of me and talk to me and, and all of that. Everything else to them can be worked out, but that's sort of their deal breaker. And so you have to figure that 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 stuff out. Know, figure out and know what their deal breakers are and if you can live with those being their deal breakers. The other thing is, is you need to know and then communicate your deal breakers. You need to be willing to tell them, look, this is the line that can't be crossed with me. And if it is, this is just, it's not going to work. And I want to make that clear to you up front. So again, most of this stuff can be solved simply by talking it through. A lot of developers, you know, there's there's sort of fear and insecurity about that sort of thing. And a lot of times we're in situations where we, maybe we need the money. But at the end of the day, I know it's easy for me to sit here and say that, but I've been in that situation it's not worth it. It's going to it's going to drain you and ultimately make you less able to 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 do the work that you want to work do and and make the money that you want to make and so forth. So you need to be willing to either talk it out, you know, deal with those fears that you may have about that or be willing to fire them and set up a system where you're constantly getting clients so you can do that. So that's sort of my advice on how to deal with problem clients or you could apply this to bosses. Uh, or what, whatever. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this, or some of you listening to this might be thinking, well, gee, I don't even have any clients to to that I'm working with to worry about all of this on, or maybe focusing on the part of, you know, I need to get better at clients so that I have those quote requests coming in so I can fire uh, the bad ones. And for you, I want to encourage you to check out my Upwork 101 course over at Upwork 101. Dot com. The big thing about this course that I think is probably different than a lot of things that you might see out there is it's going to teach you the advantage of or how to use relevance over rank because ultimately Upwork is a is a big search engine. And just like any search engine, it's not just going to list, it's not a directory that's going to list the top rated pages from you know one through a thousand. It also wants to figure out what are the best freelancers for a particular project. And so there's a relevance element to that. And you can leverage that, especially when you're first getting on Upwork, you maybe don't have a big job history or big job success score. You can leverage that relevance piece and really go all in on that to help you rank higher in in searches and listings than you might otherwise base solely off of your job history or your success score. And that's what this Upwork 101 course is gonna teach you. It's gonna teach you how to build your profile in such a way that you can do that and also still be appealing to clients so that when they visit your profile, they're, they're going to want to hire you and so forth. And then, of course, we teach you how to get rolling with that. And as you build your job history and success score, then how to sort of expand it out to appeal to even more people and get even more work. So, again, if that's something you want to, to learn more about, it's over at Upwork101.com. I've got uh, a number of comments on sort of the stuff that I teach when it comes to Upwork. For example, Nayamul sent me this that said, you're an angel, awarded the first, I was awarded the first project, credit goes to you. Another one, this video helped me get messages after being on the site, not even 24 hours. Another one, thanks man, I followed you and it worked. So this is the sort of stuff that can work and what's really interesting about it is that it can work really quickly. Like you make this change 
and most people start to see sudden results. The people that contact me and, and tell me about it, they start to see really sudden results just by making this change. So again, I'm going to show you how to do all of that uh, at upwork101.com. So be sure to check that out. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, I'd appreciate if you share it with someone who would benefit from hearing from it. Also, all the links to past episodes, the links for subscribing on TuneIn, iTunes, uh, Android, all that sort of thing. You can find all that at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you'll leave me a honest review of the podcast over on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. And I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. You can find all the details of that at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click the start here link at the top. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.